The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group Ohio. You're listening to an encore presentation of an Ask the Expert show on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is WHIO's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. Beware scam artists in Dayton. I'll find you out. This is WHIO meteorologist, Kirsty Zantini. If weather breaks this hour, we will break it. And you're listening to an Ask the Expert weekend on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. And a good Saturday morning to each and every one of you, and I'd love to hear your voices today. What is the first plant you've ever planted in your life? 457-1290. It's kind of a simple question, but it'll make you wonder. It'll be kind of fun to talk to folks about what they have been successful with in their life in in, in planting-wise. 457-1290. That's 457-1290. And uh, that'll bring you into the Master Control Studios, where Javon is happy to have you part of this morning's broadcast. When it comes to growing uh, plants in the landscape, one of the key key essentials is always matching the site conditions to also um, the the conditions that that plant really wants. And and we talk a lot about that here on Garden Talk, but one of the uh, most important parts of any part of gardening is the fact of matching the site conditions to what plants need. And in this hour of Garden Talk, we're going to talk a little bit about a lot of those different types of uh, factors. And more so, we're going to be also giving you some insight on some different species of plants and things that might work well in your landscape. And one of the fun things about growing plants is the fact that you have the ability to select so many and so many different types. There are so many different choices of plants throughout Um, our market that can be planted and be controlled. But unfortunately, many times folks just don't understand all of those different options. So um, we would love to hear your voices today at 457-1290. That's 457-1290. And that would bring you into um, this morning's broadcast where we'll be more than happy um, to talk to you about whatever is going on in your gardening world. 457-1290. And without further ado, let's go talk to Harvey. And uh, Harvey, good morning and uh, welcome to Garden Talk. Good morning. I have a question. I didn't understand what you was talking about, the cherry or the plum mm. earlier in the program there. It was only good for a short period of time. Yeah, what I was talking about... Um, I was talking about uh, the fact that uh, good old, uh, uh, I was talking about Damson plums. Ants? Damson, uh, Damson, Damson. That's what we were talking dancing. about. Damson. No, uh, let me spell it for you, sir. I'll get it really, that way you may not hear me quite right. It's D-A-M-S-O-N. Okay. And the Damson plum is a stone fruit, meaning it has a hard, kind of a hard seed in the middle of it. And it's a plum that's about the side, a little smaller than the inside part of your of your hand. And uh, you, may, you may see them sold as like prune plums. Have you ever seen prune plums sold? Uh, okay. Yeah, that's a damson plum. Okay. And uh, it's a plum that when you pick it off the tree, it would not 
um, it's not very palatable to, to taste, to eat. But once you cook it, it has these most amazing rich flavors to it. And that's what we were referring to earlier, too, was a damp simplum, sir. Okay? They have them, like, where do you get them? Well, you can grow them, and you can also find them many times in local farmer's markets this time of year. Okay. But they're really seasonal. They're not something that you're going to find in the middle of January or February. They're something you're going to find typically in August and early September. They grow a lot of them up in Michigan. Okay. Okay, sir? And I have a plant that uh, I planted. My neighbor gave it to me probably 45 years ago, and it's still growing. It's what we call Jerusalem cherry, and it gets a white bloom on it, and then it gets a green cherry on it, and then it turns orange, but they tell me that they're poison, which I don't know. I haven't tried them. <laughs> and 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 tell me what the plant looks like again. Well, I call it a Jerusalem cherry. Okay. It's a potted plant. And in the winter time I bring it in into the house. In the summertime it's sitting outside. It's pretty hardy. It's, uh, I'll leave it out there sometimes it gets pretty cold. Mhm. But this plant's got to be 40 to 45 years old. Yeah, and I wouldn't eat it either. Because <laughs> it's actually the nightshade family. And it's native to Peru. And it can make you really, really, really sick. In fact, it's extremely poisonous to cats and birds. Um, it's been known to kill parrots. And I mean, it, it. I just looked it up. It's not a fun plant. No, <laughs> this is no. this is a plant you 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 would definitely if you have a uh, uh, you don't want to eat it for sure, and you don't want your valued uh, prized animals to eat it either. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for your call, sir. Thank you. You bet. Bye bye. And Javon, let's go into the garden kitchen. You're listening to Garden Talk with Mark Weber on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now it's time to go into the garden kitchen with Mark Weber, a weekly tip to improve your kitchen table. Good morning, everybody. And I tell you what, this this fruit only comes around for about two to three weeks of the year. Um, but it is one of those that if you would eat it off the tree, you would go, what's the big deal? <laughs> This is truly a stone fruit that has to be cooked to really bring out its wonderful flavor. And it's called the Blue Damson Plum. Um, This is a small variety of a very large cherry. That means that the plum is actually, in this case, a cherry. Um, They have a thick, dark blue, kind of bloomy skin on them that's rich and, and, and very high in tannins. The interior flesh of this plant is somewhat dry in texture, but it's got a little bit of hints of gold in the center. But it clearly, this plant has never been meant to, uh, its fruit has never been meant to be eaten as a raw snack. In fact, plums only should be cooked, and particularly cooked down a little bit to bring out that rich, silky, jammy flavor. Um, one of my favorite things to do with 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 damsons is to cook them in a 
pot with a little bit of water, um, let them cool down, um, then put them in the refrigerator and let them chill out, and then go ahead and eat them. Um, when you eat them, they are so full of flavor, it's unreal. Um, damsons typically only come in season, which is in the month of August, early September. When you see them, um, a lot of times people don't know what their, their value of this plant is, and it's in this wonderful, wonderful, wonderful flavor. So when you see damsons, try them. They are really delicious. They also, by the way, can uh, extremely well in canning jars. And what's interesting about damsons are is that these have been around a long, long time because damsons actually belong to the ancient plums. And uh, they go back all the way into Middle Eastern times. And uh, you will find them grown throughout the state of Ohio and Michigan and even in states like California. And they're extremely popular in places like um, Great Britain. This week's In the Garden Kitchen is Damson Plums. You've been Into the Garden Kitchen with Mark Weber. Phone lines are open for your questions now. 457-1290. Here's the garden guru, Mark Weber, on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290 is the number of the dial. 457-1290 is the number of the dial. If you would like to be part of this morning's broadcast, I would love to be have help you uh, be part of today's show, and I uh, would love to hear your voices to me today. Four five seven twelve ninety. That's four five seven twelve ninety. It's here on Garden Talk, and uh, we would love to be have you part of this morning's broadcast, and most importantly, give you some insight as well on how to have a better landscape. When we come back, more Garden Talk after this on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Hi, this is Larry Hanskin with Richard Herbst of Keller Williams Hometown Realty. And uh, congratulations, Richard. Yet another year, yet another year. And you are pacing to sell more than 100 homes. What's your secret sauce? Well, it's really not a secret sauce, Larry. It's a proven marketing plan and a lot of hard work. Now, in this current real estate market, inventory is low. We've talked about that before. Is, is it a good time for someone to put their home on the market? It's probably the best time in our history here locally to put a home on the market. We sell the most homes in the shortest amount of time for the highest possible price. I have buyers right now looking for homes. And if someone is out there listening right now, how do they get that process started? They need to call me at 477-1411. You've also got a website. Yes, that's teamherbst.com, T-E-A-M-H-E-R-B-S-T.com. Get your home sold guaranteed. Call Richard Herbst, the number again. 477 477- 1411. Fox is our name. Mom's the word. The plant that says fall is chrysanthemum. And Stockslinger's Greenhouse and Garden Center has a large selection, including bushel basket size Belgium mums. Plant mums now so you can enjoy vivid fall color until hard frost. And it's time to plant your fall bulbs for spring tulips and daffodils. We're just one mile west of New Lebanon on US 35. And remember, Mom's the word. Chrysanthemums. Get yours now. Stockslinger's Greenhouse and Garden Center. 
Find huge savings now through Sunday during Menard's Crazy Day Sale. Save $14 a gallon on Dutch Boy DuraClean interior flat or ceiling paint and primer in one. $8.98 a gallon after rebate. Can off our 25 unfaced fiberglass insulation is $2.99 a roll after rebate. 24 by 24 carpet tiles are only $1.96 each. Buy two classic patio block at 99 cents and get one free. These deals are so crazy. They're available in store only while supplies last. So hurry in now through Sunday to save big during Menard's Crazy Day Sale. Whether you're a young athlete, active adult, or weekend warrior, the Orthopedic Institute of Dayton is there when your body needs repair. Like a trusted friend you can rely on, OID has been providing care to patients in Dayton and surrounding communities since 1971 with services like sports medicine, spinal care, total joint replacement, hand, foot, and ankle, along with MRIs and physical therapy with a team of dedicated fellowship-trained physicians with you every step of the way. So remember, the Orthopedic Institute of Dayton. To learn more, visit orthodayton.com. Do you know the power that comes with your Greene County Public Library card? Your free card gives you access to 75 million books, CDs, DVDs, newspapers, magazines, ebooks, online resources, and much more. Through our interlibrary loan program, you can find virtually anything you're looking for, from a college textbook to an obscure band's debut album. I'm Carl Colon, director of the Greene County Public Library. Discover, learn, and grow with your Greene County Public Library card. We're always open at greenlibrary.info. Dayton Right to Life Foundation is proud to present a celebration of life on Tuesday, September 25th at the Presidential Banquet Center in Kettering. This very special night features actor and activist Kevin Sorbo. Besides his career in entertainment, Kevin is the spokesperson for the nonprofit A World Fit for Kids. Come hear Kevin's passionate speech for pro-life the evening of September 25th. For more information or to register to attend, please call 461-3625 or visit DaytonLife.org. Hi, this This is Jim Roof, owner of Raymath. We are currently filling positions for CNC machine operators, welders, and robotic machine operators on second and third shifts at our Troy and Piqua locations. If you are dependable and want to grow in your career, we are willing to train you. We offer shift bonuses, competitive vacation, health care benefits, and 401k. Visit raymath.com, that's R-A-Y-M-A-T-H dot com, and click on careers to see our wide range of open positions in our office and shop. Is your company a member of Dayton Defense? If not, sign up today and join this fast-growing organization making a difference for your business. Learn how you can benefit from being a member. This is Deborah Gross inviting you to check us out at DaytonDefense.org. You'll be glad you did. Old, odd, and valuable come together at Belmont Coin and Jewelry. Industry low prices on only the highest quality GIA certified diamonds. Belmont Coin and Jewelry specializes in loose diamond appraisals, purchases, and sales. Choose from a wide range of ever-changing diamonds. Gifts for all occasions. Call 937-252-6895 or visit belmontcoins.com. That number again is 252-6895. Honest appraisals, accurate prices, Belmont Coin and Jewelry. Hi, I'm WHIO meteorologist Kirsty Zontini. Fall in Ohio brings the threat of severe weather. Trust the only radio station with severe weather coverage from Storm Center 7. It's where weather comes first every 15 minutes or sooner. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. A mild and muggy start to your Saturday. Temperatures quickly climbing into and through the 70s this morning. Waking up to some patchy, dense fog that may slow you down on the roadways, especially north of Interstate 70. 
Becoming partly sunny later on today, slight chance of a stray shower, 85 degrees, with the humidity feeling closer to 90. Later on tonight, skies clearing and we fall to the upper 60s. I'm meteorologist McCall Friday's in the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You're listening to an encore presentation of an Ask the Expert show on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. And our Ask the Expert weekends, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290 is the number of the dial if you would like to be part of this morning's broadcast. Let's jump to the telephone lines and let's see who's up on first. And that would be Sal. Sal, good morning. Hey, how you doing, Mark? I'm well, Sal. How can I help you? Well, I'll tell you what. My wife planted uh, sunflowers along the back of our garden, and we have got so many gold finches there. They are just beautiful. Just watching them hop around. We've got about probably eight different ones there. Okay. And what's your question, sir? No, I just wanted to tell you that. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Well, wonderful. I'm glad that uh, you're enjoying it, sir, and, and um, I'm glad that uh, you've got a little extra uh, winged friends in the landscape. Very good. Have a good weekend, Sal. Mm, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Four, five, seven. You had a question about sunflower. I, go, what? I thought we have a question in our future here. That's okay. Let's head back to the telephone lines, and let's go talk to Douglas. Douglas, good morning. Welcome to Garden Talk. Okay, Mark, you're the man. Uh, on uh, Cleome plants, they're usually typical purple, white, and uh, so forth. I have one that is totally white in its blooms, and I'm going to save those seeds. Maybe I got a hybrid going. I don't know. Okay, what was the plant again? The Cleome. Oh, Cleome. Yeah. 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 Cleome comes in 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 whites and pinks and sometimes reds. Yeah, they're all mixed up, but one of mine is all white, which is very unusual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, there's actually an all white variety sold out there, sir. Well, good. I'll resell mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, and I, 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 I totally understand. I just wanted to let you know that uh, it, there is a white variety out there on the market that's that's being uh, sold. But yeah, it, it it's okay though. Um, I, I, I would, you know, I, there's nothing wrong with that, sir. Okay, now here's another one. On the Queen Anne's Lace right now, they're in bloom. I can't find any at the time, but if you get some red dye and some blue dye and this Queen Anne's, uh, they'll suck up that color, and a person can have a red, white, and blue bouquet. Mm-hmm. So that's all i got to say. <laughs> all right, sir. You have a good day, okay? Thanks, Mark. You too. Thanks for your call, and I really appreciate it, sir. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Four five seven twelve ninety, and let's go talk to uh, Roy real quick. Roy, good morning, and uh, welcome to Garden Talk. Yeah, good morning to you. Morning, sir. I got a little pesky thing they call crabgrass. Yep. When is a good time to spray, and what do you recommend? Uh, well, crabgrass is best controlled by using a pre-emergent herbicide. And that's applied back in the spring, typically March or April. Okay. There are post-directive products out there that you can buy. I think one that has carbolic acid or something to that um, effect that you can apply. But keep in mind, it typically has to be applied when the crabgrass first um, shows up. 
not after it shows up and it's been there a while. And the reason being is, spring, okay. yeah, once, well, it's more like mid, early midsummer than now. The problem is, is that when crab gas, crab gas gets as large as what it has at this point in time in the season, it is going to have serious consequences um, of hard, hard to kill. Because, yes, it is. Yeah. So the other side of the thing is, you know, in, in, by October, we'll have frost and it'll be dead then. <laughs> yeah, but in the spring it comes back. Yeah, but my point is use use a pre-emergent herbicide in the spring. It's going to be one of your best defenses. You ever hear of a chemical called, called uh, uh, quinacorlock? Yes, Q4. Yeah, I know I know that product, sir. Uh, that I use that, and it seemed to work pretty good. You can, but keep in mind you need to follow the label. And the other piece of that of that herbicide is if you have any trees nearby, you do not want that at all to be close to trees. Okay. That will um, do serious damage to, to trees. Yeah. It's expensive, but it, it, it works very good. Okay, I've, sir. I've, I've got all this stuff in these box stores, and it, it, it's just like spraying water. Mm-hmm. So when is the best time to spray? What month in the early spring? Well, with crabgrass control, you're going to use a pre-emergent, okay? And pre-emergent herbicides are used in the March or April period, sir. Okay. Okay? Is this going to call off a pre-emergent? No, it's a post-emergent product. Okay. I mean, it's applied after the fact. Okay. 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 Thank you very much. Sir. Thank you, sir. And really have a good day. Okay. Thank you, brother. All right. Bye bye. Four, five, seven, twelve, ninety. More garden talk will continue after this on AM twelve ninety and News ninety five seven, WHIO. Now, gardening advice from Garden Talk's very own Mark Weber. Ladies and gentlemen, it is fall. The month of September has arrived, and the season for planting is now. In fact, if you had to pick one of the best times of the year to plant trees, shrubs, and perennials, it is the month of September. In fact, September in many ways is better than April and May. And this is why. This is the season when plants can grow and develop root systems without the stress of summer. That's right. We grow plants in the spring and we grow them in the fall, but we maintain them in the summer and the winter. So take advantage of these nice warm soils that we have in the month of September and plant trees, shrubs, and perennials. They will grow and thrive and develop wonderful root systems and you will gain literally full seasons of growth by planting in the fall. That is why fall is for planting. This has been a Garden Talk Minute on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. An Amazon Echo. Remember, you don't need to be near a radio to listen to us. Simply ask Alexa to play WHIO and get the latest local news, local weather, and local traffic from AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 7.30. I'm Jonah Adi with a WHIO News Update. Our top story we're following this morning, we've got more news from North Carolina as Hurricane Florence continues to ravage the area. Florence still impacting the southeastern coast of the U.S. I'll have the latest details. I'm meteorologist McCall Eggs. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up. 
Well, WHIO triple team traffic is looking okay so far this uh, morning in the Miami Valley. We're not seeing any accidents out there. The only thing really that you need to watch for for an impact is visibility. And it is our top story. Tropical Storm Florence ravaging the Carolinas along the East Coast still. That tropical storm has reportedly led to five deaths so far. Fox's Griff Jenkins is in North Carolina with first responders. As you go along this major Highway 70 in Moorhead City, you see all along the road trees ripped up by the roots, roofs ripped off businesses, as well as power lines down, making it really hard for people to get around. As many as 20 inches of rain have come down in areas making record amounts of rainfall so far. The storms is set to send rain our way come the end of next week. Now we're going to be following the effects of Florence and how they could impact us and what the status is down there as far as people returning to their homes throughout the storm's duration. Well, a 17-year-old accused of killing a pregnant woman facing more charges. Brandon Lee will be charged as an adult for a January burglary on Della Drive in Dayton that cops say happened before the murders. Lee pleaded not guilty to murder charges and the deaths of Kiana Deshaun Sean Murray and her fetus. That's WHIO's Ron Otto. He says Lay remains in the Montgomery County Juvenile Detention Center. Well, if you're going to the Air Force Marathon today, here's how you can get to the Nutter Center if you're traveling from U.S. 35. Jonah, whether you're traveling on eastbound or westbound 35, you want to exit on the northbound 675. You want to then look for the exit to North Fairfield Road, turn left, and then go straight to the Nutter Center. You may see delays on both sides of I-675 this morning due to the Air Force Marathon. Jonah? Okay. That's WHIO's John Tisdall. Thanks a lot. If he says if you're going to the to museum or pick up a runner, the main museum gate on Springfield Street will be open starting at 8.30 for runner pickup. Let's get a look at that weather forecast now with meteorologist McCall Vrydax. A mild and muggy start to your Saturday. Temperatures quickly climbing into and through the 70s this morning, waking up to some patchy, dense fog that may slow you down on the roadways, especially north of Interstate 70. Becoming partly sunny later on today, slight chance of a stray shower, 85 degrees, with the humidity feeling closer to 90. Later on tonight, skies clearing and we fall to the upper 60s. I'm meteorologist McCall Vrydax in the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 12. 1290 and News 957 WHIO. Well, the latest scan of the Doppler 7 radar shows a little bit more moisture in the air throughout the Miami Valley at this hour. We are seeing still some patches of dense fog, but nothing serious so far. 66 degrees right now in Troy, 70 in Springfield, 69 degrees in Dayton at 733. I'm Jonah Adi on AM 1290 and News 957 WHIO. Depend on it. Good morning, Garden Talk fans. Can you answer this very timely turf question? Hi, this is Randy from Green Velvet Sod Farms. Here's the question. If your green velvet grass seed could talk, what would it be telling you right now? If your answer is, now's the time to plant me, you're right. The very best time to plant grass seed is right now. The days are getting shorter, the moisture in the soil lasts longer, and the competition from weeds are less than any other time of the year. With four locations throughout Dayton and Columbus, solutions to all of your turf and ornamental needs are right around the corner. If you're impatient, don't settle for grass seed. Insist on green velvet Kentucky bluegrass or turf-type tall fescue sod. Just lay it down today and enjoy it tomorrow. It's that easy. Breathe new life into your landscape. Follow us on social media or visit us online to keep up with timely tips for all of your landscaping questions. It's easy to be green with Green Velvet, your trusted lawn and landscape resource for the last 59 years and growing. 
At James Free Jewelers, we love our heroes in uniform, and it shows with our preferred pricing program. We're proud to offer an extra 15% savings to all active military, veterans, police, firefighters, and emergency medical responders. It's just our way of honoring those who serve our country, our community, and those who make the daily sacrifice, who work hard to protect us and spend so much time away from their families. We invite you special men and women to our showroom where you'll be treated with respect and honored with our best price plus an extra 15% off. If you wear a uniform and you're among those who serve and protect us or a veteran, all of us at James Free stand with you. Because at James Free, we know that sound isn't noise, but the sound of freedom. 3100 Far Hills Avenue in Kettering, James Free Jewelers. Partnerships can be a wonderful thing. Together, people can achieve things they never could alone. But sometimes good partnerships go bad. When that happens, people together achieve less than they could alone, or so they believe. Marriage is like that. But it's also much more than that. On the one hand, marriage is by far the most important partnership anyone will ever join. Everything people own or care about, even kids, become a sort of partnership property. On the other hand, marriage is also a lifetime commitment, for better or for worse. That makes marriage a unique partnership. Personal success is less important than partnership success. Unfortunately, the marital partnership is a fragile one. Only one partner's vote is necessary to destroy it. Hello, I'm Joe Cordell of Cordell & Cordell. Our firm represents men whose partners have cast that vote. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Dayton area attorneys, a partner men can count on, online at CordellCordell.com. 4031 Colonel Glen Highway, first floor, Beaver Creek, Ohio, 45431. When you look at your trees, do you see dead or hanging branches? Are leaves turning yellow or falling off? If your trees don't look healthy, or if you're worried that they may be unsafe, Call the tree care professionals at Arbor Experts, a locally owned and operated tree care company staffed with ISA certified arborists serving Greater Dayton. Visit their website at arbor-experts.com or call them at 937-233-4118. That's Arbor Experts at 233-4118. This is Clark Howard. If breaking news happens, we break in anytime. You're listening to an encore presentation of an Ask the Expert show on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. How can you grow a better lawn? Let's go in the grass with Randy Tisher of Green Velvet Sod Farms on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Good morning, Mr. Tisher. Well, good morning, sir. It's um still staying warm outside. <laughs> well, I hope it stays warm for a little while longer. I got I got grass seed to plant. <laughs> yeah, it's we're like what 11 days from the official uh, ringing of the bell. Yeah, we might we might cheat a little bit and start a day or two early, but uh but yeah, August 15th through uh Oh, technically the 1st of October, but I really would encourage everybody to get everything especially your turf-type tall fescue is planted by uh, the middle of September. Uh, it seems like the the plant really needs some time to get a good root system and some maturity on it before we get into what whatever Mother Nature decides winter is going to look like. So uh, the best uh, the best six weeks of the entire year to plant grass seed is right around the corner. Um, you know, Randy, I, 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 I get back to this thing where the time to do it is now, but I, I sense that 
you know, a lot of folks right now are 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 angry <laughs> about the way their lawn looks related to uh, the summer we had. And yeah, and and you know, I it's kind of one of those things where I I try to explain to people that we had the third hottest we had the third hottest summer, still hot, yeah, in a really long time. And on top of that, um, the humidity was it's been so. F- so cotton picking high it's the perfect incubation chamber for um um diseases particularly pythium and 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 it's taking out a lot of grass plants but it's not not to let your heart be troubled you know i i told somebody this week i explained this to my wife on the phone this week you know grass i hate to tell you this but grass is a temporary plant it's not a plant that's designed to live hundreds of years. It's not a plant that's designed, um, you know, biologically or, or from a genetic standpoint to have an eternal life on this planet. Every plant was born to die. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. Never thought about it that way, but you are exactly right. <laughs> and so why do we want to, um, want to plant something and, and realize that what we've got is, is that that's why we have something called grass seeding season to, to replace what has died. Yeah. To replace it, Mark, but, but also to improve it. Uh, and you and I have talked about this before, but, uh, the varieties that, that green velvet will be planting here in another few days are not the same varieties that we planted five years ago or 10 years ago, or certainly longer than that. We're going to be Celebrating our 60th anniversary next year, but uh, wow! But uh, uh, the varieties change. The, the breeders there there are there are turf breeders, people that spend their life uh, looking at a grass plant and trying to make it better, trying to instill within it, trying to breed within it uh, better insect resistance, drought resistance, uh, disease resistance, better color. You know, the 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 goal is to make the perfect grass plant and. Uh, I don't know if it will ever be there, but uh, but it does change. And so now is not only the time to repair your yard, but also if you do your homework and and go to a, a trusted seed uh, seed seller like, like Green Velvet uh, uh, that can recommend some of these state-of-the-art varieties to you, you can not only repair your yard, but you can you can bring it up to date with, uh, with the, the best that technology has to offer us in the in the form of breeding with the turf plant. Very good. Mr. Tischer, um, can you give our listeners just a little bit of insight if they're thinking about applying um, some, buying some grass seed this year and doing yep. some time with planting, give our listeners just a little bit of, of insight on species selection or types of selection that they can pick and choose. Well, you know, here in, the, here in, the, in our, what I call the transition zone in the Midwest, uh, you most of the time have two choices. You've got Kentucky bluegrass, which is, I mean, I'm still in love with Kentucky bluegrass. There's nothing more beautiful, dark green, lush, soft to the touch, as Kentucky bluegrass. So you've got Kentucky bluegrass as a choice, and you've got turf-type tall fescue as a choice. And and uh, and of the two, uh, the turf-type tall fescues are sort of... Uh, they're probably winning the winning the race. Uh, uh, each year we uh, we see more and more use of the tall fescues, not because, in my opinion, not because they're prettier, not because they're uh, they're they're a darker color, not because they're cosmetically uh, great, but they've got this thing called a 
a root system that goes down three feet or three times. Well, it can go down to three feet, but it's a, it's a root system that's that's going to go down three times deeper into the soil than Kentucky bluegrass. And because of that, it can find water, especially on summers like this, it can find water deeper in the ground than Kentucky bluegrass. So if you've got Kentucky bluegrass and turf-type tall fescue side-by-side in your yard, uh, and you don't irrigate and uh, depend on Mother Nature for water, you uh, you will see that the bluegrass sort of runs out of gas and goes dormant way before the turf-type tall fescues. And because of that, uh, it's just easier to keep a nice green yard uh, uh, with tall fescues than bluegrasses. So, you know, you've, you've, you've got those choices. Now there's differences within those, uh, you know, the, the tall fescues, have more 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 uh, shade tolerance than bluegrass. I mean, there's pl- there's pluses and minuses for both. Right. But uh, if you, if you if you come to a place like Green Velvet, uh, or uh, or you know your good garden centers have a have a lot of good smart people there, they can lead you down the path if you just paint them a picture of what you're trying to do. Do you have a lot of wear and tear? A lot of traffic? A lot of kids? Uh, animals uh, always going in the same spot, uh, wearing the turf down. Is it shady? Is it sunny? Do you irrigate? Do you not irrigate? Do you fertilize? Do you not fertilize? <laughs> you know, you, you, you can you can find the right varieties for the way you want to take care of your lawn, and uh, and uh, there there are quite a few differences today. Mr. Tischer, as always, thank you so much for your insight and analysis, and we will talk to you very soon. Hey, I got a question for you. Oh, God. Aren't, aren't you celebrating some kind of a, like, the anniversary on, on Garden Talk here yeah, this week? 28 years of this stuff. Yeah, as of this week, right? Yeah, 28 years ago. 28 years ago today was the first time that I ever spoke on this station, and did radio and uh yeah it's yeah 28 done. years ago 28 years ago it's a long time randy it's just like yesterday mark uh, so congratulations i just wanted to <laughs> i just wanted to congratulate you on your anniversary well you know i i i thought about it this week and i thought you know do i do, do i want to make you know hay out of this or what and i thought you know, I really need not to do that because um, we've got a lot more miles to go. Um, well, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> suggesting you're done. I'm just suggesting yeah. that you need to be complimented for 28 years of, uh, of doing what you're doing, Mark. Well, I really appreciate it. You know, Randy, I, I don't do this because of any other thing other than I'm trying to help people. I, I know it. You know, and it's, it's, it's this morning when I got out of bed because I – promised hippie the assistant the assistant guy around here that i would come in early this morning now i could usually am here by about you know 5 15 or 5 20 yep. before airtime i got here this morning at the waking hour of 5 a.m okay to record a whole bunch of stuff that they're gonna play and they played on the um on the the tune in radio app that you can listen to on your on your cell phone or on your computer, yeah. and then we do this thing called Garden Talk Minute. Okay. Um, and I do these one minute recordings. So I came in this morning and and recorded those for Hippie, so he has them to do his thing. So for Hippie. Yeah, for Hippie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> his his real name is Chris. He's a nice guy. Really yeah, bad. I think I like Hippie better, but uh, yeah. well, congratulations. All right. Well, thank you, Mr. Tisha, and congratulations to you and Green Velvet for all the years of uh, due diligence on your part, because I tell you what, in the world of business, to to survive five years is an, is, 
is a major accomplishment. I know it. Mark Rivers Landscaping, we're we're on her about our twenty first, and I kind of feel like we've we've done more than most, and we're still you know edge of the phone every day. But to do what sixty years coming 60 next years, year? Yeah, my mother and father started this back in nineteen fifty nine, and uh, oh my next year will be our sixtieth anniversary. They they were smart enough to find a find a sucker to take over the business, and uh, <laughs> so they could retire and uh, have fun for the latter part of their life, and. Uh, and here I am. So uh, now I got to just find a sucker to do the same thing. Right? <laughs> well, I've got the gray hairs to prove I've uh, I've been yeah. here a year or two. So uh, yeah. Uh, and then you know, there's a lot of people here at Grace at Green Velvet are starting getting gray hairs. So uh, I understand. So uh, well, you know, we're we're looking for the future, though. I know, sir. You take care. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And, 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 and happy anniversary. I thank you, Mr. Tisher, and congratulations. Next to you. week. You bet, sir. Bye bye. You've been in the grass with Randy Tisher of Green Velvet Zod Farms. Our Ask the Expert phone lines are open to answer your gardening and landscape questions. Call Mark Weber at 457 1290. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Four five seven twelve ninety is the number of the dial. If you would like to be part of this morning's broadcast, give us a call. Four five seven twelve ninety on AM twelve ninety and News ninety five seven WHIO. Let's head back to the telephone lines. We could talk English today. Let's go talk to Barry. Barry, good morning. Hey, good morning, Mark. How are you, sir? I'm great, except for a small problem in my front yard. <laughs> okay, tell me about it. Nimbleweed. You mean nimble will? Nimble will. <laughs> Either or. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, describe to our listeners what nimble will looks like. Well, it's a very lush, flat, thick mm-hmm. grass that spreads all over the place and it will hold water like nothing I've ever seen before. And it will take over your yard completely. Unfortunately, I don't have a residential lot. I've got three to four acres. And it's and so in the winter, a, you've got these big brown patches too, don't you? Uh, yes, I do. Right now, with this weather, they're really, really nice. But, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, they're really, really nice and getting bigger. <laughs> uh, let's so, kind of let's talk through Nimble Will then. We've got about three or four minutes to do it in. Um, Nimble Will is a warm-season perennial grass. And it's found throughout the United, in the South and the Midwestern United States. It's it forms these mat like patches, like you've described. Yeah. Um, and you will find a lot of times nimble will growing in, in in all kinds of conditions. But it, in my view, it's always been an indicator of of turf decline related to poor fertility or milling practices, and also outdated varieties of grass. Um. And chemical, there's a couple different ways to deal with this. One is there's two different herbicides that are registered for for this um, um, control. One is called Tenacity. Yeah, I've heard of that one. And ta- Tenacity, you'll need to make two or three applications, um, but keep in mind that um, you'll, you'll control it, but you you got to follow the label restrictions. 
And the best time to initiate those applications is actually the month of August. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. I was thinking that was maybe a pre-emergent for next spring. No, no, no. You want to get it what's actively growing so you can get it uptaken by the plant. So right now is a really good time to apply it. There's another product called Pilex that's out there um, that has some level of control um, in it too. But the one that I would probably favor, in my view, would be would be most likely the tenacity. And, now, and there, the only kicker, though, is that you want to, there's the varied rates of application. So we need to read the label with great specificity to determine which rate of application and not to exceed no more than 16 ounces per year of tenacity per acre. Okay. Because there's, there's a level there that you're not allowed to exceed over a growing season. Yeah, I kind of saw that on the website for it. Now, will that totally eradicate it, or is that just a... It'll suppress it. it. It'll suppress it. It'll eliminate it, a lot of it, but it won't get rid of all of it. And the danger is that if you use it long enough, the weed will, that plant will probably develop some degree of resistance against it. As wow. all weeds, all weeds do that eventually. If you keep using the same product over and over again, you're going to, it's like a broken record. You're going to. It just becomes immune to it. it beca- and all, all plant, all weeds do that. And that's why we have to mix up the types of herbicides we use. But the other piece of it is, is that that should also be a calling sign to you. It should also be a warning sign that something's not right with the way you're managing your lawn. And and I say that with the greatest respect to you. Oh, no, but, no, that's fine. I'm... But that tells me that you've got a nutritional problem or you've got a grass species problem or you've got a mowing problem. You've got an issue related to the way or the culture in which you grow grass. And and I And I say that because a lot of times we don't look at managing our landscape like we would be managing our personal affairs. You know, in your personal affairs, you have to balance your checkbook. You have to you have to pay your taxes. You have to pay your phone bill and a whole bunch of other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Or they come take your house away. <laughs> right, right. So with your outdoor world, meaning your trees, your lawn, your landscape, your 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 how you it's a management strategy. Mm-hmm. One way or the other, you've got a man. You may have a management strategy of do nothing, okay which I see a lot of, or you may have a management strategy that you rely on, a, on a, a professional to help guide you. But the management strategy, is if it's based upon science and peer-reviewed science and what we call best practices like soil testing and foliage analysis and proper mowing and the proper use of pesticides and fertilizers, the end result is we have less nimble will we have less weeds we have less of this and more of beauty and color that we want because realize plants require maintenance just like your house needs to be painted or your house needs to be clean your house may need a new roof your car has to go to the shop to have a tune-up you need to put new tires on your car i mean when's the last i mean there's people that think there's i know my 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 kids sometimes will you mean I have to do maintenance on my car? Yeah, you do. The point is, is you have to do maintenance on your landscape. And maintenance comes one way or the other, unless you pave your whole yard into concrete and put down artificial turf, 
even with artificial turf, you have to replace it at some point in time. Right, there right. is maintenance with life, and that's just what we do in life. We take care of stuff, and it's just life. So what I would suggest is realize that you've got something really wrong with your strategy. And so rethink your strategy, and I think you'll end up with a better lawn long-term. Barry, have a good weekend. Thanks for calling Garden Talk. More Garden Talk will continue after this on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO.